Welcome to our series on heart-based living. I'm Nigel. Hi, and I'm Tricia. And today we'd actually like to talk about the idea or the notion of nice versus kind. And um, this has come up a few times recently because in many ways um, somebody can say, oh, he's nice or she's nice, Tricia, right? And when you say, what do you mean? They, they describe something where someone did something. Um, however, it doesn't always feel as though that was meant sincerely. So for example, I remember I was in America and uh, someone came up and said, oh, uh, can I carry a bag for you? And I thought, because I was getting out of a coach, a bus, and I went, oh, that's very nice of you, thank you. So they went, oh, my pleasure. And they took the bag and carried it down. And when I got out, they put their hand out for a tip. And um, I, I realized at the time that that actually wasn't kind because it wasn't just being offered unconditionally it was nice and um i've I'm had part a, of the protocols i've part of the protocols <laughs> and i've had a number of things recently where someone goes hi i'm john how can i help you, you know if like yes. if you ring up for electricity or mobile phone stuff or whatever you get someone who puts this thing on um and when you say i want this and then they can't help you they'll say Oh, uh, yes, well, anyway, um, uh, you know, the best thing to do is this and this, and then they want to leave. And then you get a survey after, did John or Joan help you? Give them a rating out of five. And it's like, okay, so it, it, there isn't a natural kindness there to actually say, I've got a customer and they've got a problem mm -hmm. and I want to help them. It's a system of niceness yeah. to get a rating, but it doesn't, I mean, sometimes someone has literally uh, got said to me, they're going to put me through to somebody else and not actually solved my problem. And I've been asked to, to comment on the service I got. Yeah, it's, nearly, it, it's, it's, ne service. it's nearly It's nearly like um, each of these services or things are constructed like with, well, what are the things to do that uh, are perceived as being the thing to do? Yeah, and so all they people, want is a five-star rating so because then, it may affect their, their, their bonuses or something. But there isn't just, um, just a natural kindness in the role to say, I'm here as customer service and I want to help you. Uh, so we thought, uh, because we've both experienced mm -hmm. this in different ways, because we've interacted with various organisations, systems to get, get service about something, um, that we thought we'd actually talk about this difference because, you know, the, it seems, Tricia, like the world is moving in this direction more and more of do, doing it, something in the name of kindness, but really it's just to get, a, get something... A rating or something else but it's not materially actually really helping at all yeah I mean it's, it's interesting that you say that because sometimes when you're in it you can feel like yes you can see they're doing all the things that they're meant to be doing but it's not feeling comfortable because like you said maybe they're not really responding to what you're saying or making you know personalizing because sometimes you might have a personal issue that they can't deal with and so they're not listening to, well, what can I really do? And sometimes it's really difficult in, in situations now because so much so we've, we've tightened up the protocol or the steps of what you can 
do or you can't do when you get a phone call or a request. So you haven't got a real lot of power to step outside mm. or, you know, when yeah, I say you're not power, empowered, yeah. you're not empowered to do that. So, you know, I mean, I can remember when it was the, the um, me signing up for this, um, uh, this electricity um, and I had so many problems with it and no one was listening. I, it was it was such a silly thing that was going on um, between departments and I wasn't able to, um, you know, to get my my, my electricity connected. And finally, after months of there being a problem, one woman said, oh, my goodness, you went through all of that. Oh, you no wonder you're feeling sort of mm. upset. And it was nearly like... It was the first time. It was the first time someone just... Could, responded humanly. Yeah, responded in that way. And so sometimes you, you know that people are being, you know, as you said, nice and doing all the things, but and then the survey afterwards, have I ticked all the boxes? But that's not what kindness is. Um, so, yeah. I can see the big difference between the two. So it occurs that a lot of this is now being designed in, this this facade of not really solving people's problems, but somehow wanting a tick at the end because of something else. And, um, you know, for example, uh, there are many organisations that you can now call and you'll get the press one to do this, press three to do that, whatever. And it can take 15 minutes just to even get through to somebody. Mm. And then it, that's when it starts. It's not when it finishes because you don't even know whether that person is going to be able to help you, even if you go that far. And many organisations who are, let's say, in more monopolistic situations um, are more likely, it seems, to do this mm. because they can, because you can't just go somewhere else. So, Nowhere else to go. Um, mm. It seems like... Um, one of the opportunities, Tricia, here is to rethink this because what seems to be happening is is that we're f- moving further and further into the impersonal, into less real kindness in everything that we do, to more of this pretend kindness, which, which is just about getting a tick, not actually really helping. So um, what we do when we're uh, talking with organisations is we talk about this empowering people to really, mm. to really help, enabling people with the knowledge and skills and really aiming to help people rather than leave, leaving them in a system which just leaves them stuck there mm. in this cycle, mm. can't get out. But actually the legal obligation is on, for example, with electricity, there is a legal obligation on us to do certain things, but sometimes we can't do those things without having the utility organisation actually doing their part but they can leave it. They can leave us swirling around in this whirlpool. So, one of the thoughts we had today in this idea of heart-based living is the idea of real kindness. In if we're at work, let us look at how we can change the designed-in approach to really look at how we can bring kindness into our workplace with our with our colleagues, but also in the systems and processes that we have there. If they're IT systems then they can be better designed to be more human-centric, to to really look after people and be human-based. Instead of saying, I can't do that, it doesn't allow me, or something. Let's, let's go back to those and simplify all of our lives where we can instead of making them more complicated. Mm. I mean, people, when they're entering into such systems and you know trying to get from A to B with a service or whatever, 
you know, everyone's really already probably in a difficult situation or a struggle with whatever that is anyway. So they already arrive, you know, feeling um, troubled with something. And then to have to go through a system that just leads more to them to more stress, you know, it's just not a, not a, um, a caring way to, to, to live. And so, yes, yeah, so what you're saying and what we think is really, mm. you know, something really powerful to move forward with, with changing up how we actually take care of each mm. other is mm. within the system to have this opportunity for a personal intervention. You know, so, so someone really listening to the unique individual needs from that person. And let's face it, there are so many complexities with and differences with what's happening in the world today. Mm. We have to have something designed in to cater for um, what this person is going through so that we don't add more stress to people's lives. We, we, we have that empathy for them and, and find a way to resolve things sooner in the, in the flow of things. So, mm. you know, we're not putting them on the edge. I mean, sometimes these things that people go through can just be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. You mm. know, like they're having trouble in their life, they're having a trouble with a service and then not to be able to be heard or felt like someone's mm. listening to them you know, it's we, we found that through COVID when, when people weren't listening to us. You know, I think all of us have experienced this feeling of not being listened to and the pain that co- that mm. is, that causes and how what we feel. So mm. such a simple thing, just being listened to. Um, it's, it's very important. And I had, I had two uh, things that came to me, arrive for me during uh, what you were saying there, Tricia. One is that, that when I read an estimate somewhere that said that at any one time there are 5 million people at Heathrow Airport. This is probably before the pandemic. 5 million people. And I was imagining that idea that they're all in that system of either arriving, departing, uh, completely taking off, or landing, arriving, and going through the processing, whichever way that is. So at any one time, there's all that people in the system. And I was just wondering... Because that's designed in. Whatever that system is, it's designed in that we all have to go through a particular process to get on the plane to begin with. And it just occurred to me, I wonder how many systems we're all stuck in at any one point in time around the world that's been designed by somebody and it's quite an inhuman, unkind system that's left everybody involved in it feeling uncared for and anxious or not listened to. It's worth thinking about that, pondering that one. The other one is is that uh, Trisha and I recently had the pleasure of uh, accompanying Catherine from Williams Wardrobe. And um, Catherine comes into the city of Adelaide, for example, and she goes around uh, the city and talks to people who are sleeping rough and living rough, and she provides them with clothing. Um, and um, also she provides food and she knows a lot of people there and she takes the time to actually listen to them and, and if, they, if she doesn't have what they need she'll look for it and bring it next time she comes every week and many of the people that we went with her one week that's why we, we've mentioned it but one, some of the people we spoke to it became very obvious that the reason that they choose this life some of them choose it some of them are victims of it but many of those that choose it choose it because they don't want to be plugged into the system anymore because it's too unkind, it's, it's, it's too bureaucratic, 
and they just they just don't want to be part of that anymore mm. now what we tend to do as a society is say well that's their fault they're just bludgers you know if they don't want to be part of the system that's their problem but actually if we really want to bring heart-based living through to everyone then if we can bring this idea of kindness and redesign our systems to be more human more human centric more more really kind not nice mm. um, what a difference it would make in our world uh, maybe there wouldn't be five million people at any one time at Heathrow or billions of people stuck in a system somewhere where they keep getting press one if you want this and two if you want that and then not and then speaking to never somebody who can't help them yeah. and never resolving that mm. we can just get through these things so that we can truly live our lives and care for others mm. no I think that's a, a really good point and, and just on that with Catherine and uh, Catherine comes with that kindness because actually there's no expectation there for mm, her. There's nothing mm. in return. She does it because, you know, that's what she feels um, is something to bring and they are connected and they can feel her kindness, mm, you know. Absolutely. And so, uh, so it's... She knows their story, you see, and, and Tricia, you talked about listening. She has listened, so she understands the story of a lot of the people that she sees. Mm. And so when she sees them, she updates herself on their story, what's happened mm. since. And I think when you understand someone's story and you, um, you really feel what they're going through, that's when there is an opportunity to go, okay, what can we do differently here? Mm. And if the system doesn't allow it, it may be time to think, well, how can this mm. be adjusted so that it accommodates what's happening here because in reality it's happening all around us more mm. and more um, you know the the trouble that and the difficulties people are facing are more and more so more the time to really listen mm. and to bring that like as you say that human side to it and it's not just the checklist of oh well I was nice and I was polite and I I did everything that I was meant to do um, sometimes that's that's not the kindness mm. as you mentioned mm. it's it's you know this facade of um, believing you've done, you know, done something that's good when in fact it may not be what someone is looking for or feeling that they need. So let's design out niceness and design in kindness. And uh, for any of us who are in these situations where we can, let's let's look at how we can do that better.